excellent. That just started the podcast. That is the intro now. <laughs> Good day, ma'ams and sirs, and welcome to the Number Nine with Tommy podcast. This podcast comes with a very special surprise. A retired gray fucker who's now become just one of the guys. His hair is salt and pepper, but don't be fooled. What's between his ears is still an incredible tool. As a guitarist, not bad. He's a flawless hot dad. Complete with the bod all you bitches are always talking about. Straight and pearly white is all he's got in his mouth. He's handsome, artistic, and he lives inside half of a mansion. Oddly, he's probably also crazier than old Charlie Manson. Welcome to the show, the second oldest of all of my bros. Steven Smash Gallagher's on the pod, so let's fucking go. And with us, as always, the great, overweight, baddest and fattest, hairless and careless, often agitated and testy. He's a father, brother, husband, son, and of course, he's my bestie, Tom fucking Washington. How are you, man? What's been up? So, Pat, good news. Your whole intro made it to the podcast. The bad news, none of it made it to the live stream. <clears throat> I still, I'm confused as to why I couldn't read that. Because half of it was about you. I still can read aloud. In the third person? You the rock? I would have just read it as if I was you. Just 40 pounds lighter. Maybe more than 40 at this point. <laughs> Erica told us that in the chat there she said that she couldn't hear anything and then Nick had texted me twice and said can't hear anything at all. I'm not sure what happened oh, there. You but hear uh me now? Nick, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah. Yeah, it's all fixed now. I fixed it. Can I get a com check, Nick? Com check. <laughs> check chat check. In. For some reason my mic five is five fucking five all five over five. the place. Oh, uh, this is going to be a shit show. This is what happens when you let Mason do anything with the show. Just everything. My becomes... beard is grayer on camera than in real life. I, I, I bet, bet it's not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just seeing myself and realizing. Yeah, you're. But our truth is our truth are being shivered tonight on the Never Night with Tommy podcast. Uh, uh, well, Steve, welcome to town. Uh, is this your first time sorry, up here in a long time? I'm sorry. Is this first time what? Up here in a long time. Um, when was the last time I was here? Was it 2018? It was after I deployed to Cutter. We came back and we were thinking about retiring to New Hampshire. We all went up. We went, oh, up the right. we went to Boston and we did the... We threw the tea in the, in the, in the harbor. Yeah, the, the Boston tea I like my coffee black and my tea in the harbor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was 2018. Yeah. So Last four years. And trip to New England. Nice. Well, welcome. Uh, Thanks. It's good, it's good, good to, to have you around. Here. Good from you. We've yeah. talked a few times now, but yeah. Yeah, it was good to... Hugs are always welcome. Those Gallagher's are real big huggers. Pat loves hugging people. We're huggers, yeah. Yeah, me not so much, but... This family has softened up. <clears throat> so, yeah. Pat... The uh, more distance we have from Dad, the more loving <laughs> we become. <laughs> so, Stephen, normally I have a second screen down here, but Tommy decided to give it to his buddy. So we're, we'll just do this side-by-side -side thing that I've got going on. I'm just admiring the uh, Westinghouse brand screen because I haven't seen those in quite a while. So it's holding its own. That's right. That's a Walmart special right there, boy. Yeah, but it's a Walmart <clears throat> special from like 2006. Yeah, whatever, man. It works, don't it? It is work. Did you have to be that loud? Throwing that I didn't away? realize it was going to be that loud. Like, the can's empty. Take 10% off the top. Yeah. <laughs> Give your balls a tug. Give your balls a tug, Jersey. 
This is going to be a hot mess, this entire show. Uh, I'm really excited for it. Uh, Pat, we don't have any new mail that I know of, so we're going to go right in the meme time. I like it. The, Pat, your memes that you pick for this are some of the most fucked up things I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah, That's if humor is one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen in my life. What I need you to do is be open-minded, Tom. Like the two presidents we're going to be talking about today, John F. Kennedy and Abe Lincoln. You're a horrible person. Uh, Such a dick. Our first meme is a puzzle of uh, what looks like all the presidents in the years that they were in office, and the JFK is missing the puzzle piece that would be his fucking head. I would like to point out the fact that historical inaccuracy, the entry wound from the grassy knoll would have been around where that puzzle piece was. He lost the back left portion of his skull. Ooh. His head went mm -hmm. back into the left. I'm sorry, guys. Apparently, Stephen doesn't know how a joke works. According to this puzzle piece, his head would have gone straight to the right. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, the next meme is a quote from Abraham Lincoln. He said, if anything's a dildo, if you're brave enough. <laughs> I believe that to be inaccurate. <laughs> give, it, give it time. When we get through our memes, you'll understand. I would like to point out, I didn't realize how big Abe Lincoln's ears were. Yeah, until fucking, I saw that. They're picture. bigger than Obama's. He, he's got some real okay. sales going there. Uh, this is uh, after JFK is shot uh, and Dealey Plaza and Jackie O is running for security off the back of the uh, convertible and says, females always want to run away at your lowest point. I I actually would, I will again correct the historical inaccuracies of that statement. Uh, according to the Secret Service on the scene, they said she was grabbing pieces of his skull from the trunk and trying to put them back on his head. Oh, my God. It what was a weird, uh, what's that called, that type of reaction? Uh, human? Crazy. Like she, all she wanted to do was put Humpty Dumpty back together again. It was all she could do was like, here's my love. His head's been blown off. I'm going to put it back together. I'm going to save him. It was just complete visceral reaction. Uh, now so, he comes up with the word visceral. I said, what kind of reaction? He says, human. And then he drops visceral <laughs> on us. What the fuck? I'm sobering up as we look at pictures of death. This is uh, Abe Lincoln. And he says, if he were president today, Steve, you want to read through those? The cable news commentators would be on his case about his awful haircut, his gaunt face, the crooked tie, his trembling hands, his mole, his depression his wide lapels, his lanky frame, his crazy wife, his Marfan syndrome, his overuse of humor, and his plans to spend time relaxing at the theater instead of doing the job he was elected to do. Lazy fuck. <laughs> it was like he was always in the theater. Uh, this is a uh, Valentine from JFK, and it says, are you a bullet? Because I can't get you out of my head. That's just bad. No, no, nobody's enjoying this as much as me right now. In fact, the bullet did exit his head. Again, okay. I'll point you back to the exit wound. Tommy, do you want to take this one? Another quote from Abe Lincoln? The problem with quotes found on the internet is that they are often not true. Abraham Lincoln. Okay. I believe if Abe Lincoln was alive today, he would have said that. Yeah, it sounds like a Lincoln thing. Uh, this last one says, my favorite sex position is the JFK. That's where I splatter all over her while she screams and tries to get out of the car. <laughs> that is disgusting but hilarious. <laughs> Pat, you're, again, a horrible, horrible human being. Um, you have to be some kind of sick fucker to find, like, to find this stuff, but then take joy in I'm going to launch it on the world. <laughs> 
Yeah. And if you listen to his giggle, it's so ominous. <laughs> so fucking nasty. I'm not the one who came up with this shit. I'm just making it more accessible. But you publicized it. That's fair. Uh, Pat, it looks like we have a game time. We're playing a game today. Oh, we're definitely playing a game. I'm all about the games. Uh, so, Tom, I have a series of quotes. Uh, these are real quotes, not like the the ones from the meme time. Uh, Tom, what I need from you is I need you to tell me. Pat, real was quick. Was this quote? Pat, real yeah. quick. Can, can you put the mic closer to your face? Because what's happening is your, Steven's mic is picking you up as an echo in the background. Okay. I'm, I'm way over. I pulled the mic closer to me to be fully invested in this it's you artistic are, expression. It's because you understand he, how microphones work. Well, and he, you know, we've established this before, Tom, is not as invested. Yeah, I we, totally we know this is number nine with Tommy podcast. And uh-huh. Pat is just a little bit of comedic relief. He's not as invested. Wow. Yes. It's hurtful. He writes his bad raps. I am the uh, content of this show, you cocksuckers. Is that, uh, is, is your mic muted by chance? No, sir, it is not. It is not muted. Turn it towards your mouth. Talk into the mic, not past the mic. Trying to turn Whoa, fuck. Oh, my God. This is. He almost killed me. Holy shit. <laughs> Again, he's just not good at this. Wow. How is this on me? This is a wild scene right now. Oh, man. It's so bad. Oh, boy. So, for those of you listening at home, Pat's mic just fell from the ceiling. Uh, not really sure what happened there. I will. I'll take the. I'll take the blame on that. I grabbed it, trying to turn it so it was pointed at his mouth, so he was talking into the mic, not past the mic. Um, and it didn't go well. Yeah, clamp it on there. Pat is obsessed with hanging things from the ceiling, and also obsessed with. It res- makes him feel like he's in the Beatles. Right? Uh, oh no! Also, oh, what? Also, he's now taking the clamp off altogether. Yes. Feel like some play-by-play here is useful. I don't know. I'm gonna mute my mic because it's gonna be bouncing around. Yeah, so he's muting his mic. So Tom, what have you been up to since last time we talked? Last time we talked, we were talking about Afghanistan and the exit, right? Yeah, I think so. Pat, the question of the day was: Was this the worst thing I've ever seen on television? And I, I will say, the statistics proved out it was not. And in fact. To all of the major media outlets that wanted to make it seem like it was, and to everybody that wanted to make it seem like Joe Biden was the worst president of all time. Now, granted, I'm not going to sit here and defend the president. Um, You know, history will tell if he's doing a good job or a bad job. But to speak to the statistics of the airlift that happened, um, you know, the people in the airlift communities in the United States Air Force will talk about, you know, the the hump, the China, Burma, India theater, where there was a major airlift operation. Um, they'll talk about the uh, Berlin airlift after World War II. These are major, major operations in the airlift communities. But statistically speaking, uh, the evacuation of Afghanistan was to date the largest uh, non-combatant evacuation in world history. So the media can say what they will, but the, my brothers and sisters in arms that evacuated the Americans and Afghans in those couple of days uh, 
set records. It was the largest airlift airlift operation in world history. So kudos to them. Yeah, kudos. It's uh. Oh, no, I cannot. Oh, thank God. This is so bad. We were hoping. This is so bad. I can't hear him. Oh boy. Can you really not? Do you hear him come through my mic? Uh, hold on one second. The entire tech solution is in question. All right, oh, we got it. said so much better. Second argument says there he is. We got everything. Fixed. That's Tommy's wife. Well, I know it's Tony. Tommy's wife. Tommy's wife. I said Tony. No, Tommy. He was like, "Oh shit, Pretty Tony sure. got married." <laughs> <laughs> Can you get rid of the shit on the left so that the live stream camera will get bigger? This? Yeah. All that. Oh, I'm sure I can. I have no fucking clue how. All right, whatever. Just move on with the Lincoln Kennedy. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's play the game. Let's play the game. Our our podcast listeners are going to stop. All right, Tommy. Like... You ready? <laughs> I am going yes, to give you some quotes. Your job is to tell me who said it, Lincoln or Kennedy. Gotcha. Let's go. Okay. I'm not going to tell you how many quotes there are. There's but your goal is to get 50% right. If you can get 50% right, we'll all consider it a win. Okay. Your odds are literally 50-50. Tom, if freedom is to survive and prosper, it will require the sacrifice, the effort, and the thoughtful attention of every citizen. Abe Lincoln. Tom, you are 0 for 1. <laughs> oh, shit. Steven, do you want to take the next one? Can you read that now that I put it in pink? Yeah, I have better eyesight than 90% of the family. Okay. There are no bad pictures. That's just how your face looks sometimes. Abling <laughs> hey, it. Tommy, you are one for two. All right, let's go. Most folks are about as happy as they make their minds up to be. Abe Lincoln. Tom, you are two for three. Bing! Steve, you want to take the next one? Tom, if you guess Abe Lincoln on every one of these, it is not going to score you what you want. I don't know. I'm looking at the color codes. You might just go Lincoln all the way down. But, all right, here we go. You can fool all the people some of the time. And some of the people all the time. But you cannot fool all the people all the time. That was Kennedy. Oh, Tom, you are two for four. Um, a man does what he must in spite of personal consequences, in spite of obstacles and dangers and pressures. And that is the basis of all human morality. Kennedy. Um, you are three for five. Ding. I would like to point out the... Um... The fact that uh, a human does what they must in spite of personal consequences. And that's the basis of all human morality. I'm not big on the pronouns, but... Oh, because it says a man? The basis of all human morality isn't men. <laughs> if it was, it would be bad because women really are... Not for nothing, JFK was a bit of a womanizer. This quote doesn't help that. We'll get to the word schmuck later. Steven, the next one? In a free society, Oof. if a free society cannot help the many who are poor, it cannot save the few who are rich. 
Kennedy. I mean, you are four for six. I lost co- track of the color code. Was that right or wrong? That was right. That was right. Okay. Tom, I don't like that man. I must get to know him better. Abe Lincoln. Um, you are five for seven. Tom's There's no it. way you lose this game. Tom's killing it. Every accomplishment starts with the decision to try. Kennedy. Uh, Abe Lincoln. Tom, you shot 75%. You did better than Shaq at the free throw line with this game. Let's go. Well, if you set the bar low enough, someone will trip. So there's eight I quotes. I would like to point out just the quality of those quotes, though. Yeah, I specifically chose quotes that I liked. Those were really good. Good job, Pat. Good job with the game. For some Thanks, reason, yeah, you man. guys... We should post those later for people to go back and like fix their lives. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you guys can't hear it for some reason, but I did have the buzzer in the right dinger going off for most of those. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, good times. Good times. I cannot hear. I can hear your voice loud and clear, but I did not hear Yeah, we don't get sound effects on our end. For some reason. I don't know why I have it maxed out and it still doesn't come through. Tom, this next thing, if I can fucking maximize it, is really good. Yes, it's... uh, That's not going to work. They're campaigns for the... Campaign art? Yes, campaign art. Yeah. Posters, yeah. Oh, you know what? I can see it. So this is from the Lincoln-McClellan election. And the fucking... The Lincoln side of this thing says uh, on the Republican ticket, you will... What's it say? You will bring on Negro equality, debt, harder times, and a draft. You will, uh, it says, ruin. Uh, what's that? I cannot read that from here. Basically, it says an ultimate ruin. The McClellan side. I love the old timey campaigns because they were so fucking hardcore. They were just so aggressive. We act like, uh, Political division is a new thing. Yeah, these guys were fucking brutal. I mean, let's not overlook the fact that the Hamilton Burr duel was because Burr called Hamilton a mulatto. Yeah. So, like, it started with racist slur. Yeah. So, I'm going to fucking shoot you now. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the McClellan or Democrat uh, Democratic ticket, it says you will uh, defeat Negro equality. Restore prosperity, reestablish the union in an honorable, permanent, and happy peace. So McClellan was definitely on the wrong side of history on this one. Holy shit. Only slightly. Damn. Uh, This is the. uh, This is from Kennedy's campaign. He says, I run for the presidency because I want the United States to stand for hope, for the reconciliation of men, for new policies. Uh, and then it goes on to say, oh, man, why did I put this here? Because there's going to be something worth mentioning. Uh, With these words, Senator Robert Kennedy launched his campaign for the presidency and gave new hope to millions of his countrymen and to the world. New hope because Senator Kennedy offers concrete recommendations toward an honorable end to the war in Vietnam. He did not. He did not. Well, I mean. He escalated the war. Yeah. Uh, new solutions to the problems of our cities. He did not. A long and effective record in combating crime. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. 
total commitment to the cause of equal opportunity for all Americans. That to be true. A proven capacity to bridge the gap of confidence between young and old. And not to bridge the gap. It's literally worse than ever. Eighteen years of intensive experience in public service, ranging from Navy Navy seaman, not to be confused with Tommy seaman, to (laughs) Attorney General of the United States, member of the National Security Council for U.S. Senator, and qualities of courage and integrity that are admired all over the world. He says, these are not ordinary times, and this is not an ordinary election. Give me your hand and your help. I would like to, uh, like, let's center that back on Joe Kennedy, uh, you know, Daddy Kennedy, who was a bootlegger. And uh, the fact that the Kennedy boys, as soon as they were in office, went after uh, Italian organized crime, but never brought any of the Irish organized crime. (laughs) 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 Because it was about protecting... The family business. Just being harsh on crime over here. Just being harsh on crime. Not, I mean, not our, our shiniest of moments, but that's not to, uh, I don't know. It's, the, everything's a, a gray, a shade of gray, right? Nothing's black and white. And yeah. the Kennedys were definitely flawed, fallen humans. But I think for the most part, they tried to do good things. Uh, what the fuck was that? I don't know what that was. Uh, Female has joined the podcast. Is that Erica? No. Tommy, what's happening? Tommy. I don't know. Do you have an ad playing in the background or something? I don't. I'm not touching anything. Got my hands. Uh, Hi. <laughs> hello. Oh, it is Erica. Well, I don't think it's Erica. Erica has. <laughs> oh, it's Tony. It's Tony. Tony's in the fucking podcast. Our brother Tony. Hey, there with the girls, and they're all clamming up in their big moment. That's hilarious. I, Kira, I just had a conversation with you. I said the reason kids can't be on the podcast is because they get all giggly and they f it up. Kira, come with something strong. Come on, go. Jalen told me that you said that, and I said, yeah, just like you guys are about to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank God, Tommy's bald. He'd be pulling his hair out right now. All right, you guys get back to it. How long have you guys been in a chat? I didn't even hear the thing go off saying that somebody joined the podcast. I would also not want my children listening to this because of the level of inappropriate content, but it's cool. What are you? We're talking about presidents of the United States of America. We're talking about them being open-minded because they were both shot in the head. You get it? (laughs) Oh, I get it. (laughs) This is a deep thinking podcast. Always cognizant of the way my children view their uncle. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's classic. Uh, all right. Well, Tony, this is on you. If uh, you know, if it goes sideways with Stephen, you have them listening. Okay. So I did not have an ad playing. That's good because I got a little nervous. Facts. What is this? Is a bar? <clears throat> is a bar graph? Yeah. So check this out. This is the presidential this campaign cost in two thousand eleven dollars. But look how crazy it is, right? It's insane nowadays. Yeah, Lincoln and Ken- so Lincoln's uh, campaign in eighteen sixty was 2.8 million dollars in today's dollars yeah adjusted for inflation yeah yeah but the the last one on this graph 2008 uh which was obama versus mccain was between 1.2 and 1.5 billion dollars like we spend so much more money now it's insane to me that when they talk the news talks about you know i i remember when they were talking about uh Buttigieg and Tulsi Gabbard and like all these Democrat kind of up and comers to yeah. to combat Trump last time. 
And it was like, well, they're not going to have a chance because they're only raising $3 million a week or $4 million a week. And it's like, you know how much fucking good the country could do if we use that money to do something worthwhile other than just elect one of these assholes? That's exactly why that's exactly why I wanted other to put this paragraph in. Because so okay, so what's our national debt? Thirty trillion? Twenty eight point something Most trillion. Of which is to the Chinese who are gonna overtake us in by twenty thirty five, yes. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like oh, in hundred and twenty years, that. right, with no effort other than the election process, just if we didn't spend this money on big elaborate elections, yeah. that debt would be paid off. Like like with no other but they'll they'll raise taxes on the middle class, right? Because poor people have no money to pay taxes, and rich people have accountants that get them out of taxes. Yeah, the power to not so pay taxes. Squeezed so that the next set of assholes can get elected. Yeah, it's fucking crazy how it's much money goes in this. Tommy's just rubbing his eyes. <laughs> this has devolved. This is my least favorite episode ever. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, I said it before the show, man. It's, they're all hypocrites. It's all bullshit. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Don't the matter what side of, you're on. But it's our own fault. I, I am a believer that people have the government they deserve. You know, if Americans showed up to the polls and actually voted these people out of office, we could stop complaining about what they do while they're in office. Or it's time for a revolution. Well, the revolution should be at the polls. I do have. I have a friend who has for thirty. The revolution should be. The revolution should be at the poll. Name your sex tape. <laughs> I have a friend that for thirty years has shown up and just voted against the incumbent. He doesn't even look at the names. If you're if you're trying to stay in office, you're out. He just votes against everyone. It's valid, right? It's actually nothing's changed. That's a sound strategy. <laughs> The the incumbent success rate in the in the Congress is like eighty six percent. Oh my god! You, so let's think about this because it's really like a fair competition, right? Like these are these are the best of the best that we we have available to us, anyways. But they're the best of the best that are willing to run. Right, right. So think about that. Like in any other, like so, let's call this athletic, right? Competition. Sure. When was the last time you saw a sports team with an eighty six percent win championship? Like other than the Patriots are pretty close to that. No, it would have been like the 1920s Yankees. Yeah, right? Because there was nobody, nobody wins back to back to back to back to back to back. You had Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, so it's done. Yeah, that's Murderers fucking crazy. Broke. That's it. And then the Congress. Yeah, Jesus. It's like the 60s, 70s Celtics. Right. Yeah. That's you know? it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Our entire lineage of uh, politics. I will go on the record. Um, no homo, but I will go on the record. If you had to have sex with one of those two pitchers, it would definitely be John Kennedy. I mean, I wouldn't have sex with Abe Lincoln. Yeah, well, for multiple reasons. Let's start with uh, I can't deal with facial hair. Like, the idea of kissing somebody with facial hair grosses me out. But you have so, a board. Well, I don't have to make out with me, but I definitely wouldn't make out with Lincoln. Uh, at least Kennedy has a baby face. He the does fact, he's a good-looking guy. The fact that... He's a president with a beard. He also had a back injury from his service in World War II, so I can I can get down with that. I also have a bad back. Like you have that in common with him? That's cute. Injured spirits, right? Uh, on a first date, you guys would have one hell of a conversation. I still believe Bobby Kennedy was the best of them. Uh, it was not John. It was Bobby. Who's Who killed uh, Martha Moxley? Uh, Ted? You talking about Chappaquiddick? No. That was Ted. That was Ted Kennedy? Yeah, it was Ted Kennedy. Across the street from Arthur Moxley? 
The two brothers? The one I don't that think they were into the river and left her there to die? No. Oh. Huh? No, Martha Moxley, he hit her in the fucking head with a golf club. I don't know that one. Really? Oh. Murder in Connecticut? Murder in Greenwich? Oh, oh my God, what an incredible story. We'll cover that on can a we, podcast. Oh. It, was, can we, it was a Kennedy cousin. Can we swim back to the fact that Pat has put thought into kissing somebody with a beard? And we just yeah, kind of... gross, bro. He, the fact that you thought about kissing somebody with a beard is what makes me question you. Erica said that was a cousin. No, I know, I know. It was a cousin of the Kennedys. That? Yeah. Um, yeah. You heard Stephen talk about how great his eyes was. And then he was like, you can read that? <laughs> <laughs> um, what'd you call it? No, I guess also the idea of... Uh, I Like, I would... Uh, just because JFK had both Jackie O and uh, Marilyn Monroe... I mean, I'd, I'd be down. Whatever. I'm in. I'll join that elite list. Over no, Lincoln. No, he's gross. Who? I wouldn't follow him. I wouldn't take his sloppy seconds. He's gross. What? No, we're talking about would you bang Lincoln or Kennedy, not would you follow up after him. Oh. You're not yeah, batting cleanup. <laughs> but now, it is funny. So when I was in uh, ROTC, going from like the enlisted corps to the officer corps, one of the big gifts they would give you if you won an award or something was the, you know, uh, leadership by Lincoln book. Um, and it's got a lot of good stuff in it, but he, it turns out he had actually had a really good sense of humor. There's this, this, yeah, anecdote they didn't like him for it about he, he, his mom was complaining about footprints in the house. Cause the kids came in with muddy shoes. Yeah. And so he held his brother upside down and his brother walked his muddy shoes across the ceiling. Huh? And this was like their prank. But I mean, that's pretty funny. Like, yeah. I'm going to like pile drive, hold my brother. Up so he can walk across the ceiling because I'm tall and lanky. So why not? That's uh, awesome. It's pretty right. It, yeah. It's good stuff. And that that was the kind of guy Lincoln was. And you don't see it because these pictures with the, you know, the old birdcage camera that you just had to sit still for a full five minutes. Yeah, pretty smile. Solemn and everything. Uh, but it turns out he he actually was a pretty funny guy. He was also, I, there's a certain kind of uh, criticism or, or, I don't know, dialogue we have to have about mental health. But he was also probably an undiagnosed manic depressive. It also said he battled depression, yeah. Right. And so nowadays we would just over-medicate that person because we live in a society where there's a pill for every ill. Yeah. We would just medicate you, numb you out, and you would not reach your human potential. Whereas there's a certain level of like, I'm just going to suck it up and like muscle through this thing sure and you you become the emancipator of slavery in the united states and I, there's something to be said about that right i'm not saying mental health not real right and that we shouldn't pay attention to it no and but well, it's not that it's not serious far that people aren't they're they're able to use it as a crutch well, instead of realizing their potential yeah it's the often mentioned on this podcast pendulum that swings right so we right. had we paid no attention to mental illness and now we are too soft Right. We give too much credit to mental illness um, where we need to figure out mental illness and figure out what the right amount of attention and medication and everything else is. Right. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Tommy, back to you. Tommy's, Tommy's oh. quiet today. That's why you should be in the basement with us, Tommy. Super tired. Super tired. I was making shirts all day with Second Armament. Those beautiful Second shirts. Second Armament making. Hey, Stephen, for uh -huh. the listeners at home, and in their cars. Could you describe the softness level of the t-shirt you're wearing right now? It's like a lamb. 
That's heavenly. I love it's like it. Like a lamb uh, that's snuggling on my uh, chest and back. How do you feel about your uh, midnight camo uh, number nine with Tommy? I feel hat? like it's the exact right uh, amount of snugness. The the flex fit is just right. I also believe that the camo is Pat's way of trying to get me back uh, to active duty. Motherfucker! Nobody <laughs> wants you back in the military. Less than me. Uh, why don't I feel why like don't, Pat? Why don't one of you guys turn around so the uh, people at home can see the backs of the shirts? You know I'll what? let Pat do that. Oh, <laughs> we both went to the. We'll turn and then not turn. Yeah, Pat. Pat's all over that. Look at that. Look at that thing. So it says, "I, I say good day. day" with the logo. Download today. Download anywhere podcasts are available. iTunes, Spotify. We just overlooked the copyright issues that Pat stole that from Fez. What? Huh? That's why I said we'll overlook it. From that '70s show. The fact that Pat knew that quickly what I was talking about. You said Fez, motherfucker. That's the only Fez. <laughs> does he say I say good day all the time? He does. Motherfucker. In almost every episode. <laughs> I, dude, I... Did I did I jack that from Fez? I believe you did. I was never a big That 70s Show fan, but now yeah, that seems like a complete oh, lie. Great. It is great. They're coming out with a That's 90s Show with all the same characters, except for <gasps> Danny Masterson, because... He's uh, an accused. Yeah, you can't be an asshole and then still get jobs. He's been yeah. accused. There is no, no, uh, conviction as of we know. As as we know, that's fair. Well, uh, there was no that's conviction. One of those like you know, society went too far, right? Like hashtag Me Too. Yep. Um. So I was I was I was glad to see the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial play out the way it did. Oh, was, yeah. did something happen between them? Right, like the hashtag Men. Right. Um. <laughs> Because not everyone is the asshole they're made out to be. And um, if if women want a place, like an equal place in society, you can't always be the victim. That's right. Maybe sometimes you're the dick. So um, you can't shit in someone's bed and not be a dick. You're a dick. Yeah. Uh, taking a grumpy, as it was called in court. Is that what they call it in court? <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp specifically. He said she took a grumpy. She took a <laughs> um, bad mood and took a grumpy. <laughs> there were a couple warriors at the gate and she let him loose. Uh, let's get your guys' take on because uh, the uh, suspension came down for uh, Deshaun Watson. Ele- uh, yeah, what is- 11 games. And, and what was recommended? Five, right? Or six? His first one was six games. Um, and then the NFL appealed it, and they went to 11 games. He won't be able to play until week 12, where his first game back, he'll be playing the Texans. <clears throat> What's important about that number of games and this whole thing is uh, Deshaun Watson has not been convicted of a single fucking thing. He has settled all of these, except for one, all of those cases out of court, except for one. Now, I'm not saying that none of them are legitimate claims. However, if all of them were legitimate claims, if this was you and you were wronged by this very famous man with all this money and all this spotlight, wouldn't one of these women go, no, no, I'm not settling shit. Let's make this public. Let's talk about what you did. Let's prevent this from ever happening again. I don't want a million dollars to be quiet. I want everybody to know who the fuck you are. To be the devil's advocate and not to be a dick about this, right? I could say the same thing with our justice system in the way that, like, a prosecutor will come at somebody with, like, a ridiculous plea deal, right? 
like oh just to get them to shut right. to, to take it just like you'll say guilty you'll go away and i just get a win on my fucking record right and I, I feel like that's the way guys pay women off at the same time so i can, yeah i, I don't can, I, I agree that i can see on it, both counts yeah i can see it both ways like in deshaun watson's case he's like but i settled these cases i did what was right but at the same time and i was never convicted of anything if i was the women it's like well I wasn't going to win any more than the $100,000 he offered me. So I took it and I went away. Right. So I think it can go both ways. Um, I just, so, but to that point, so I'm not very, if he settled these out of court, then I think that the NFL should go, okay, well the problem was taken care of. He wasn't convicted of anything. We're not well, going to punish him. That's, that's unfair. I'm kind of tired of the idea that we would hold professional athletes and performers to this high moral standard. Like we parade them out like, you know, Roman gladiators. Yeah. We just want to watch them beat the shit out of each other. But the second they do something bad, we're like, oh my God, shouldn't we hold them to a higher standard? No, they're fucking gladiators. Who cares? We, yeah. The so, whole thing speaks of like how highly we as a society value something that's only entertainment. And yeah. we act like the entertainment is morality. And it's not. I mean, that's, this isn't a brand new problem. But we take it so seriously. Right. Know? We're just wrong. And it's getting more and more out of control. Yeah, it's more of a, uh, in me, it's more of an indictment on us as a society than it is on Deshaun Watson or just the NFL. Right. Uh, no, so, I agree. And like, okay, so Michael Vick dogfighting, like he got punished by the criminal justice system. Why the fuck is the NFL involved in that? Or Robert Kraft catching a fucking handy on his day off. Like, I don't understand what this has to do with football. It has nothing to do with football. So then let's, leave, think let's leave it at the important. door. It's just a game. If one of those guys showed up to work and had personal problems at home and he played poorly, the entire country would go, I don't give a fuck what your excuse was. This wasn't football. You need to check your bags and not bring your personal life into the sport. Right. But then when the NFL brings their personal lives into the sport, everybody's in support of it. And they're like, if yes, suspend mason, that son of a bitch. Right. If a brick mason who is quite literally building this country one brick at a time showed up and had like cheated on their wife the weekend before. Nobody would give a shit no. as long as the bricks were laid. Yeah, you got shit to do. <laughs> get to work. Grout that shit, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up and get to work, bro. We don't care whose couch you slept on last night. Yeah. But we act like the NFL is somehow above all that. No, and if that wasn't true, then all these fucking athletes and fucking uber stars that have drug and alcohol problems, none of them would have them because we would give a shit about them personally. We don't. We don't. Yeah. We just pretend to. When they do something that we don't agree with, then we have a problem with it. Of course. Look at Ricky Williams. I, I was watching the Ricky Williams documentary, and he's talking about um, his time in the NFL and how he became this pariah of, like, I was a pothead. Yeah. Right. And it's like, he's like, I'm the, I lasted longer than anybody I know without taking narcotics in the NFL. Yeah. I, he said he made it to week 11 one season using a combination of marijuana and yoga. Mm -hmm. Jeez. And made it to week 11 before he ever took even an anti inflammatory. But everybody else he knew was on Vicodin by the second week of the season. And they act like he's the asshole. Right. Yeah. Right. But a doctor prescribed the Vicodin. You bought the pot from the dude down the street. Right. So you're an asshole. So the hypocrisy of the whole thing is astounding. Wait, um, I bet that's not the answer you wanted out of, or expected out of your fucking Watson question, huh? No, it's 100% the, the answer I expected. But I think, I think Deshaun Watson is 
wrong. Oh, I I assume with that many accusations, that, like it's a daunting There's number of accusations. There, right? Now, but oof. why does why does the NFL get to decide? It's just his employer. It's so weird. So either fire him and he's no longer employed. Sure. Right. But the whole idea. No, because you're worth money to us. We're going to suspend you for 11 games. When you come back, everybody's turning the TV on. That's it. Everybody's betting that game. Because it's just about money. It's you're like you're our fucking workhorse. I mean, why are we paying so much for gas right now? It, it's it all follow the money. Right. Right. The number of barrels being produced right now are the same as the last time we were paying 240 a gallon. But here we are, and we go, oh look, it's the Ukraine, it's Russia, but it's not. It's just greedy fucking corporate America, right? Like the NFL. The NFL is just another corporation that's taking our money. So, real quick, uh, Second Armament said, I that good day, I'm not really sure, he might be drunk. I think he meant uh, to say, I say good day, but he's a couple schlitzes in. Uh, he also said, I would let her be the dick in bed if that was on the table. I don't know, man. LOL. I think he's talking about Amber Heard. He's talking about getting pegged by Amber Heard? I guess. Um, hmm. And Erica said, my dog crapped in my bed once and she was definitely a dick. She was mad at me for going on vacation. So, Erica, I mean, I'm not one of these dog parents that gets all emotional over these are animals, right? I'm, I'm more for the humans in my home. Uh, my kids know they don't like it, but they know the second the vet says anything over the price I paid for the dog, that's potassium. Hey, I'm just on the same thing. Steven does not have a very expensive dog. She was $650. $650. And if the vet says $651, that's a shot of potassium. If, if Shotzi's like, vision declines by 10%, she's getting put down. It's done. Yeah. I'm not that kind of dog parent. I care far more than humans than I do for animals. They they do not have the, the brain we have. I'm with you other than obviously cats and wombats. Fair. Uh, except you're dumb. I'm I not with that. you only because I don't like humans. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't, man. I think. His three dogs. His three dogs and his son are on the same playing field. He's like, I love my four kids. <laughs> <laughs> I got to like humans, like if it's my family, it's totally different, but humans as a whole are not good. Uh, most of them. Well, I don't know. I want to say mo most of them. See, I think that's the problem, right? We were talking about this before the podcast started. I, I, I watched this show. We crashed on Apple TV plus about the, uh, the, we work startup, you know, it was going to be the shared workspace thing. It was supposed to, crowdsourced and all all the things right and they they blew up it was going to be huge and the ipo was a bust um and it, it was starred in on the the show by jared leto and Anne hathaway <laughs> and you cannot help but hate both of them watching this show yeah but all they talk about is all the same things that you know t you know tommy will like this part that the democrats talk about like this is all the left about how how we're going to raise the consciousness of humanity and we're going to do all these amazing things. But then you're watching it and they are horrible fucking people. Yeah. And it's you, you start realizing that all these people that are talking about raising the consciousness of humanity would not stop and help you change a tire in the rain. Now, these are the same people who like feed a homeless guy a hot dog, but put it on Instagram when they do it. Right. And if somebody got shot in the street, they would keep walking. Right. Yeah. I want to raise the consciousness of humanity, but I won't help the human that lives next door to me. There, it's just horrible. That's the problem, right? It starts in the home and then in the in, on the street and the neighborhood. And yeah. then it, theoretically, we should get better from there. 
but we don't care to help each other when we're looking eyeball to eyeball. And that's the problem. Yep. Uh, I totally agree with you. Like one thing that pisses me off driving down my street, I wave at all my neighbors. Hey, how you doing? If I don't get a yeah. wave back or a nod or something, that guy's a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, like but that's, that guy's a piece of shit. It's a harder line than I might draw. But <laughs> he's a piece of shit. He's having a bad day. He's just a cocksucker. <laughs> but you can't raise your hand he, he up didn't or just give me... not see me. He forgot his glasses inside, so he's a I piece of shit. He definitely saw me. Fuck him. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I'm 100%. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I just. Everybody knows this about me. I don't like people. I, I really don't. I I like good people, but there's it's so hard to find decent humans that would go out of their way to help you. And that's why my circle is small, right? Like, I, I think everybody would say, like, I would go out of my way to help people, especially if I that's, care about them. Um, uh, I like individuals. Like, uh, on, a, on a very general scale, I don't think I've ever run into somebody and had a conversation with them that I didn't like. That's why that quote was in there from Lincoln. I, I don't like this person, so I have to get to know him better. Because every individual I get to know, I end up liking. You find out, like, oh, I didn't realize that about you. Like, oh, you're not a dick. You're just really dry. Like, you know, there's something. But people, like, I mean, if you go to a concert, God, they're fucking idiots. Like, when you group people together, I fucking hate people. Every individual that you add to a group brings down the IQ level. It doesn't matter how smart that person is. They just get dumber as time goes on and people are added. Caesar would agree. Who's that? Caesar. Dude, I love his dressing. Well, it's good stuff. It's also how he got shanked in his groin by his best friend. I, got, I thought he got stabbed in the back. Uh, he was stabbed multiple times by the Senate of Rome. Uh, Once in his pee pee? No, it was in the, it would have cut the femoral artery in his groin. Oh, Erica said his protege, Brutus. Erica said kill him with kindness. Uh, I've tried that route. I'd just rather not talk to people. Rather talk. To I my definitely dog. thought you were gonna say I'd rather just kill him. No, no, I don't want to kill. I don't wish ill on anybody. Like that's not. Well, that's not true. I got a couple people, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's not true. I do have a hit list, but other than them, yeah, other than those few people on the hit list, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I ain't got time for people. I don't have a hit list, but I have a list of people that, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get along with. Like, there are five people in my Air Force career, 23 years, that I could not get along with no matter what I tried. I buy that. And I could, I can name them. But at least you know, like, if there's five and you know that there are a thousand people who agree with you, you know of those five, it's them, not you. It wasn't about agreeing. It was just I could not get along with them. Right, but other people couldn't as well, I assume. Whatever it was, I couldn't. We couldn't even, like, have a academic argument and just agree to disagree and move on cordially right i just could not get along with these people yeah that's fair i've been there that's most people for me but <laughs> anyway uh moving Tom, forward if you if you go through your life and realize that everybody's an asshole at some point you will have to look in the mirror i'm just saying oh no there's no like i tell people i like i warn them i'm a fucking asshole and but i know that about myself and i've been working on it like uh i don't I think I can get better with words when I talk to people. That's how much of an asshole Tom is. I told, I told him the other day, we were on a, a work call, and I said, I got to tell you, Tom, like, over time, you've become a real pleasure to work with. Like, I thoroughly enjoy working. I, I like problem solving with you. You're, you're really good. Like, you're fast. And, like, it's a pleasure to work with you. And you used to be such a fucking asshole to deal with. He immediately was like, I don't understand why you're being a dick. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm being serious. Like, you're, you're so much easier to work with. And he's like, I don't understand why you have to be a fucking asshole, dude. 
I'm like, no, what what the fuck? <laughs> That's Tom. He's an asshole. I am an asshole, and I admit it. I'm open about it. Um, I try to. I understand because, so, like, Pat brought up our work, right? Like, I feel that I get it better than most people. That's why I've been able to get to the position that I'm at. Um, and I have a hard time. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Very creepily, he went, oh, narcissist. <laughs> nope. Uh, oh. I don't know what he's drinking over there. It's water, thank God. Spewed it all over the place everywhere. So I don't think I'm a narcissist. But anyway, um, no, I just think that, that I, so I have a hard time. Said all narcissists ever. I feel like at some point Trump said the same thing. <laughs> I don't think I'm better at everything. I just think that I'm good at my job. So that's good. When, and that's valid. You are good. So when I try to explain things to people that come naturally to me or came easy to me, I have a hard time portraying that in a way that that doesn't sound like they're stupid, right? And I understand that, and I try and work on it, but I I just I don't and I don't mean that they're stupid. It's just to me it's common sense, right? So. But to them, it's not. You know, I, I know they don't get it. He's like, how do you not fucking understand this? Are you fucking selling? <laughs> that really is how it goes. And I've had this conversation with, with people uh, that are like, dude, you're so different than Tom. Like, how? And I'm like, well, you have to understand, like, like Tommy isn't the world's best speller or the world's best reader. But the shit that you're asking him questions about comes to him like it's just fucking common sense. Like, if, if I see two the wrong form of two, like if I said you two are going to a party, but I spelt it, you know, T-O, wrong. that to me immediately would bother me because I know that that's wrong instantly. Tom, Tommy, look at that. Yeah, that's somebody. He's trying to explain. Yeah, and he's like, I don't understand how you don't fucking get this. Like, I've explained it four times, four different ways, and you're still looking at me like I'm speaking a different language because he kind of is. He understands some shit that some people don't understand. So every now and then there's an idiot savant, you know, they just they get a thing. Tom, for the record, idiot savant is not a mean thing to say. Well, it involves Tom idiot. What? Yeah, idiot savant. That's what I am. I'm gonna get that tattoo. <laughs> oh, we should get that put on a shirt. Idiot savant. You get the whole thing. Idiot savant. That's what I am. I'm gonna get that tattoo. That's, <laughs> the, entire, that's the entire phrase as the tattoo. Uh, anyway. So we got this one little piece left of the, of the podcast here, Pat. I think you're on to go. There's a lot of words, and as Pat alluded to, I am not the greatest reader. So uh, you're going to have to read he that didn't one. allude to it. He said it straight up. Yeah, you got it. Again, I'm not good with the words, so I'm not really sure what allude means, but I figured it was in the right ballpark. <laughs> Isn't that how uh, Bill Cosby raped women with allude? <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's what my boy... Uh, Fuck, who uh, Leonardo DiCaprio took in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He was taking a bunch of loots. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great scene where he thinks he, like, killed it and he came home and the other thing was great. Yeah. And then it shows the wrecked Lamborghini outfit. That one really went down. Oh, man. All right, Tom. Uh, I had a poster in my uh, junior year high school English uh, classroom. My teacher's name was Mr. Shipple. He was one of my favorite teachers of all time. He had was this Shipple or Shipley? Shipple. Shipple, okay. Uh, crazy enough, his last year teaching was my junior year in high school. His first year teaching, he taught my fucking mother. That's how long he was a teacher. Oh, <laughs> she's a great cat. She's 
she probably did not like his history class. Most, oh, she loved most him. Of his she loved him. Did she? I don't know that he always taught history. She doesn't love history, though. Oh, no, he was English. Did I say history? Oh, English. I okay. meant English. Mine's good at English. She um, corrected me much. So he had this poster, and it said coincidence with a question mark at the top of it. And it was a list of coincidences shared between Lincoln and Kennedy, which brings us to our episode today. So some of these... We just got to the episode? Jesus, no, 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 no. Yeah, this is the, this is it. This is the end. Um, so some of these coincidences have been since uh, like uh, debunked or slightly altered. But basically, I have a short list of uh, remarkable coincidences that uh, we're going to go through. Steve, you want to read the first one? Lincoln and Kennedy each have seven letters. Both presidents were elected to Congress in '46. And later to presidency in 60. Obviously, Lincoln would be 18 and Kennedy would be 19. Both married women in their 20s while themselves were in their 30s. Both assassins, John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald, were born in 39 and were known by their three names composed of 15 letters. That is odd. And also, uh, I would point out from the Mel, Brook, or, uh, Mel Gibson film, Conspiracy. Mm-hmm where he's off on like a random tangent about how everybody's trying to kill him. Assassins who complete the mission are often known by three names, but if you failed, they drop your middle name. Huh. Is that true? Who shot uh, Reagan? I don't have a fucking clue. I don't remember his name, but great <laughs> example. <laughs> it would be a it would be a better point if I remembered his name, but we don't use his. Well, name. hold on, no, because I like I'm thinking about this, and Mark David Chapman killed Le Lenin. John right. Lennon. Yeah, if you what complete the, the task, you, we use your middle name, bro. If that's you crazy. fail, we drop your middle name. It's weird, right? It's just like a societal thing. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I don't have my phone with me. Christy has it over at Ma's house, but yeah, if you Google who shot. Reagan. Reagan lived. But so you're saying it's Reagan. only going to be first and last name? Yeah, I mean, Wikipedia might because show his middle name, but we know him by just first and last name. Who shot Ronald Reagan? Uh, next point. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> John Hinckley. There's John no Hinkley middle name. What the man. fuck? <laughs> Dude. Well, that was a good movie. Conspiracy. This is how we're spending the rest of our fucking night, just so you know. <laughs> Uh, Booth, this is a good one. Booth ran from a theater and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from a warehouse, which was actually the book depository in downtown Dallas, and caught in a theater. Uh, the assassins were both Southerners. Yeah, anybody that waves a Confederate flag is probably that. Uh, both presidents' successors were named Johnson and born in Ought 8. That would be 08 for the non-Germans. Was that German? Ought. It just means zero. Oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> it's a medical term. Okay. Uh, both Lincoln and Kennedy were particularly concerned with civil rights and made their views strongly known. Both presidents were shot in the head on a Friday. Lincoln was killed in Ford's theater. Kennedy was shot and killed in a Ford Lincoln. Oh, that's fucking crazy, dude. I can't fucking handle it. <laughs> Both Oswald and Booth were assassinated before they could be put on trial. Tom, how fucking crazy is that shit? Did you know these before? No, I did not. I'll um, raise you one. It might have been later in the list, but the one I always liked, uh, 
Lincoln's secretary, her name was Kennedy. And Kennedy's secretary. And she warned him, you shouldn't go. I have a bad feeling about tonight. And mm. Kennedy's secretary's name was Lincoln. And she also warned him, I have a bad feeling about Dallas. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Uh, not as crazy as the three name, two name thing. That's that's going to fuck with me so bad, bro. I think it's pretty. Learn uh, about it. I think that's straight up. Maybe that's why there's so much. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Speculation that uh, killing Kennedy was an inside job. Like they just took all the things from Lincoln's murder and made all these same, like just changed oh. up the names and shit like that. You know, kind of weird. I mean, not that you did it on purpose, but you just segued us into uh, a very interesting thing. So at the bottom of the timeline, you'll notice that there's a dispatch. That dispatch is from a federal agency. Not that I remember which one because my screen's minimized. It's from, is it CIA? I would go with the FBI, but it could be FBI. But uh, basically, what it says, uh, did you just delete it? Oh, there it is. You blew it up. I blew it up. So, so I, can't, I can't fucking read that thing to save my life. Uh, so there are clearer prints of it. I like this print because it looked cool. That's all it was. Uh, you so can see it's from stupid. 1976, I think, is what that says. Several years after the assassination. Yeah, so this is uh, basically. Uh, people were really freaking the fuck out still over this whole Kennedy thing, and they were like, "Listen, Oswald wasn't a lone shooter. There were sh there were shots fired from the grassy knoll. There were a bunch of hobos behind the fence at the grassy knoll that uh, like legit homeless people that traveled on trains um, that just disappeared after their initial interviews." Go ahead. There was also um, a, a deaf man that was on the overpass at the I don't know if it was north or south, but the the opposite end of Dealey Plaza from the book depository who gave an eyewitness account to the FBI that I saw men in nice suits, right? So there was hobos. Yeah. Granted, railway station, people that were hopping trains, whatever. There were men in nice suits that pointed a rifle over that, and I saw a puff of smoke from the rifle. Huh. And the FBI said, well, he's deaf. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, his death <laughs> really affects your vision. That's <laughs> right. Um, the, the investigation that was done after the Kennedy assassination had so many holes. Yeah. Like, is it possible that Oswald was the only shooter? It is somewhat in some way possible. But the, the shit show that was the investigation that the FBI conducted, there's no way anybody will ever prove otherwise. Well, so, okay. So we also have the magic bullet theory from that. Yeah. Which, if you watch the JFK movie, it does a really good job laying out the magic bullet here, which but is it's remarkable. Also an Oliver Stone movie, which is stretched. Yeah, always. Um, but that movie was so impactful on the American public that a bunch of people made a big stink, and the government actually agreed to release those files in 21, all the Kennedy files. Uh, before he left office, Trump actually extended that um, by like 18 months. So those files are still due to come out in like 23. Everything so I, I, that gives them all the time in the world to alter them. You should go read them. So here's the, here's what I would say about like releasing uh, classified files. So I had everything's going to be redacted. I had a professor in college that was super excited. He was working on his PhD, and they were going to release the Nixon files, okay. all the recordings from the White House, right? From Watergate. Yeah, and it, he was like, "This is it. This is how I'm going to get my doctoral done. Sure. And I'm going to be the man that broke the story." And he said, I spent an entire year of my life listening to recordings that were nothing more than this man berating his dog and saying anti-Semitic things about fucking, uh, oh my gosh, what's his secretary of state's name? 
Henry Kissinger behind his back. Nixon hated Jews? Nixon hated everybody. Okay. He was a complete fucking asshole and narcissist, much like our former president. Um, <laughs> Uh, it, it, he, in many ways, the former president was the second coming, um, maybe didn't do anything even illegal, mm -hmm. but made himself look so guilty that it's hard to deny. Okay. Right? Um, but in the end, the funny thing is like 20 years later, Nixon leaves the white house in disgrace. And it turns out his presidency was insanely effective though. Like Reaganomics. No, Reaganomics is garbage. Well, exactly. The laughter curve is garbage. None of that shit works. Trickle down doesn't work. We know it doesn't work. Right. And the Republicans still stick to it. It's wrong. It was wrong when it came out. It was it was voodoo math as twenty eight billion. HW would have said right. Um, it's just wrong. Um, but Nixon's presidency, like opening trade with China and all the things that happened. I mean, Nixon's the first person that, you know, he, he drove down the highway and he was like, why are people littering? We should pass anti-littering laws and we should clean up, you know, the smokestacks and all these major cities and stuff. Unfortunately, he wanted the Jews to do it, but I get what you're saying. But yeah, and then you look back at Watergate and it's like he would have won that election by a landslide. But because he was such a narcissist and because he had to make sure he was going to win and sure. everybody was out to get him he sent people in to bug the democratic national convention. Well, I mean, it just didn't have to be done, but I have to do it. Cause I have to make sure to the point that history has a strange way of repeating itself. Do you think that if uh, Donald Trump was a more likable guy that he would have won the last election in a landslide? I don't know about a landslide. I think he could have won. I think there's two points about the last election I'll make. And one is here's the problem with the parties. The Democrats had two much more interesting candidates in Paul Buttigieg and Tulsi Gabbard. More interesting than Biden? <laughs> so the, Dem the Democrats are this party that's telling us we have to diversify our base. We have to be inclusive. You know, sure. all people are equal and we have to hear all these opinions. But they went running to the rich old white guy that's been in D.C. forever. Sure as fast as they fucking could. So now that tells me the Democrats are a party in an identity crisis mm -hmm. because Paul Buttigieg and Tulsi Gabbard were infinitely more interesting candidates sure. than Biden. But they don't care about that. They care about what they could win with. That's right. They didn't care about that. They didn't care. They cared about what they could win with. Right. And Biden other, is riding the, the Obama hand, coattails. Trump has somehow like the rich kid with the silver spoon in his mouth that has started his first business with a, a mere $14 million loan from his father. It was just a couple of bucks mm -hmm. to start my first business, right? That he bankrupted and then got another loan from his father, right? How does this guy convince the average American, I'm one of you? Well, he sure did. Like that, talk about selling the big lie. That's very Hitler-esque. Right? Like, I'm just going to sell the lie and people will believe me. But they did. What the fuck happened? <laughs> so, neither of the parties have a pulse on anything fucking going on. Sure. Right? But we, the people, keep electing them. Yeah. We don't show up and elect the Green Party candidate or the Libertarian candidate. Joe Jorgensen still has my fucking we vote. We just show up. And pick the rich old white guy, no matter what fucking idiocy he's spewing. 
Yeah. Right. The revolution doesn't need to happen at the Capitol on January 6th. It needs to happen at the polls. People need to show up and vote. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be the president. It's. It yeah, start small. We show up 33 percent show up for the presidential elections and we act like this is a great voter turnout. Nobody shows up for the Congress. And that's the power of legislation. Yeah. That's that's how we govern the country. Yeah. But we don't even show up. The power of the purse. We talk about debt. We talk about taxes. That all happens in the House of Representatives, but nobody shows up to vote. 86% incumbency success rate. Which means if I get elected once, I can just hang out until I die. If I don't fuck up. Like Strom Thurmond from South Carolina. Yeah, no, we all know who that is. Um, but for the dumb listeners. The KKK member that just stayed in the Senate until like the late 90s when he died. Oh my God. Well, like fucking. But that's how our Senate and House of Representatives show it's work because we won't show up. Well, so go out and vote, people. Put your faith in the laziness of the American public and the uh, lackadaisic efforts. Uh, that's how did we get there from here. My well, fault. that's okay. We're gonna reset. I digress. Tommy, yo, this, this, <laughs> yo, <laughs> <laughs> this has become a two-person podcast. Tom, sorry. I don't, Tommy, I'm all this, listen, man. I'm listening, dude. I like. I love hearing other people's opinions about this stuff. I really don't have like I have opinions about it, but they're not great opinions because I'm not educated like you are. So I like hearing somebody that's educated talk about it. Well, you you know a lot more about what's going on than I do. You know what I mean? Um, I've been watching. And the other thing, like from my perspective, right, or at least my perspective, you know, 15 months ago today. Um, was great day. We we're we don't show up for congressional elections, but these are the people that have the legal ability to declare war. Wait, so when you say fifteen Senate, months ago today, because I was still on active duty. Okay, right. I so, thought you meant the day you retired. Right. So, and I was a, I was a commander. Right. I'm in command of a squadron in the Air Force. Yep. So, my part of my job is to train America's sons and daughters to go to war. Sure. To to enact state-sanctioned violence against the enemies of the United States, mm -hmm. right? And so, but we don't show up to vote for the people that can send them to do that. It's such a lack of respect for America's sons and daughters, our blood and treasure, that we just don't even show up. Oh, you, you got elected once. You can hang out for 50 years, and we just don't give a fuck. Even if you're a member of the KKK, it's which completely is disrespectful. Strom Thurmond? For a long time, Christy used to get on me because I would be super agitated by someone in the airport that would be like thank you for your service and i wanted to like grab them and be like did you fucking vote <laughs> because you don't know what my service means you don't know what me my wife and my kids have been through to secure freedom for this country yeah, or your brothers for that matter or your brothers for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> has pat ever told you his 9-11 story yes oh yeah i told it he on the told podcast it. he told it the first time you were on the show Right. It's very difficult to feel bad for myself about it because obviously he went through more than I did. But like somebody needs to say it. Like it's not fucking easy, man. Like I get that I'm whining, but fucking for, on behalf of all the brothers and sisters and parents. Today it was an interesting thing to like watch my kids as I retired, and I'm thinking, oh my god, finally it's over. I made it out alive. It's cool. We're gonna go to our forever home and live happily ever after. Right. Sure. And for my kids, I thought that would just be easy. And But my kids who had borne my service for so long mm -hmm. 
it was hard for them too, because now it's like, oh God, we're not gonna move again. Now, like friendships are that much more important and everything I do is forever. It's not for two years and then fuck off, we're moving. Valid. You know what I mean? And Valid. so like, I, I had this, I didn't mean to, but I, I didn't fully respect their journey in that retirement too. So it was, it's a weird thing I've learned over the last year. No, so what you're saying is the country should sympathize with me. I get it. Yeah, the country should be on the side. Yeah, <laughs> poor, poor buddy. Poor buddy. Oh, everybody rub Pat's shoulders. Yeah, poor, no, I agree. But right. I don't know. I, I get worked up about it, but it's true, right? Like, this is the body of our, our government who has the legal authority and responsibility to declare war. But we don't, as a people, show up to elect them. We just let them stick around. And so we act like we get, we're all. For the record, these are the same people who uh, basically everything short of demanded that Deshaun Watson be suspended for 11 games because of some accusations that were made about him. Yeah. If we're going to take this full circle. And, and how many of them have all kinds of the same accusations? Yeah. Nothing's ever happened because of it, right? Yeah. Like, but we don't show up to vote. So the hypocrisy of the whole thing is frustrating when you're sworn to, def, you know, protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Yeah. Right? But nobody else cares. Yeah. I could still get a good deal on a flat panel at Walmart. So whatever. My life's fine. Cheap TVs at Walmart, guys. Cheap TVs. I would love to get, and I don't think we could ever make this happen. So my brother's Air Force. He's been in uh, 32, 13 years, right? And he has a completely different mindset than you. Really? What's his mindset? Who cares? I'm doing this because I want to do this, and people can do whatever they they want. That's why I'm doing this. He's absolutely right. You know, but like, and given he's no, like he is not a political person. Me and his wife started talk, talk. I was just out there last weekend to see him and me and his wife started talking politics and he flew off the fucking handle. He was like, I don't know why you're talking about this because no matter what you say, it's not going to change a fucking thing, which, so I guess That's it's, uh, it's kind of valid. It, I know it's valid. You know what I mean? And that's kind of why I don't really talk. I don't like talking about it too much. I rather poke fun at runs a podcast. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter until you show up at the polls. But why'd you like, say Bruce Lee? But so I was uh, just having it there's you the, that of the water. <laughs> there's another uh it can take any form, but it can also penetrate rock. <laughs> there's another uh gentleman that I, I grew up with. He was in the army. Uh he threw he, he flew uh, Apache pilots, right? Or planes. He flew Apache pilots or he flew Apache helicopters. The helicopters. He there you go. You got it. Uh, Early birds. Yeah. Fucking wild shit. So, and he, he got out. He's going up. He, he's going to school at Harvard, and he is thinking about um, he wants to get into politics. So, I was talking to him about it a little bit because I'm I'm interested. In, but I, I'm like, don't you feel defeated? Like, who wants to do that? Because at the end of the day, it's all about money. Yeah, cop today. Yeah, but not... not I think it's on a totally different level, right? Because I think, and I said this to him, 95% of people that get into politics get into politics for the right reasons. They want to make a change. They know that shit's a mess. But how many of them are so easily swayed by 
donors and stuff like that and then they change their views a little bit and they change and you could start out as the most wholesome person there is and just slowly start changing and turn into these and i'm not gonna name any of them because i really don't know but these people that push an agenda because of their yeah, donors or finance reform we need term limits we, there needs to be change in washington for sure yeah and i'm not all I'm of your, which trump promised and none of which he delivered but well yeah. But if you really look at it, right, when was the last time a, pr- a president made good on all their promises or half None. their promises? It, it never happens. Right. You know what I mean? It, they tell you what you want to hear. And I was a Trump supporter. He didn't supporter. do anything at all. He tweeted for four years. Let's get real. Well, again, I voted for Trump the first time. Um, I didn't vote the second time. Sorry. I was I couldn't vote. I was, I was not state. a viable candidate the second time, so I'm with you. <laughs> but um, I voted, and, but... For, nothing's going to change. And again, I don't think the presidency really changes any of it. It's at your house and your Congress level. You know what I mean? In your state. can. I mean, the, the amazing thing about Reagan is when you look back at his presidency, and I don't agree with his politics, like the, the Laffer curve and Reaganomics and all that is garbage. But what he had was the ability to bring the parties together. Right. He had a speaker of the house that he found a way to work with and get get an agenda passed. Right. Clinton did the same thing with. Uh, That's because everybody can identify with blowjobs. They're like, no, nah, you know what? Well, I no, feel you, dog. Yeah. But Clinton with Newt Gingrich. Right. So in Clinton, uh, Reagan, I can't remember the Democrats name. That was the speaker at the time. But there was a, a it's just famous relationship of like, let's get the agenda done. Right. And, and Clinton had the same thing with Newt Gingrich when he was the speaker of the house. But that's across aisles. Yeah. But it was people that at least agreed. We might disagree about the way to do it, but we want to make the country better. So Is that because they something done. They try to keep the pendulum right in the middle. Like, like I want to get done what I get done. But I know you guys have some like yeah, non, yeah. non-negotiables. Sure, sure, sure. sure. I think Reagan, to his credit, the the actor in him, um, he was playing a part. He was playing the part of the president. No matter how much he might not have understood it or dementia set in in his second, you know, term or whatever, like he just knew I'm playing this role. And the role is to look a certain way on camera and to say certain things to, the crook. to get the country together. But then at the same time, it's to just kind of keep the agenda moving forward. Sure. And he played he played the role. You know what I mean? I mean, that's fair. That, that can make an effect. He wasn't presidency. heavy handed. Yeah, it, it made an effective presidency. It that. might not have been good for the country, but it was effective. Nowadays, they're so divided. And the, the funny thing is, since Reagan, right, the Democratic Party or the Republican Party is like the party of big government. And they weren't supposed to be. Like, in theory, the Republicans are supposed to be about a small federal government and turn shit over to the states and let them prove it out. And then we might adopt at the federal level. Right. Right. Whereas the Democrats are supposed to be the bigger federal government and screw the states. Sure. And less business partnership. Right. That's supposed to be the Republicans thing. Right. But since Reagan, the Republicans have been the party of big government. And since Clinton, the Democrats have been the party of big business. Mm -hmm. So the entire thing is a mess. Yeah, we pulled the old swaparoo. Which is also the problem with just a two-party system. We need a viable third party. Tom, I have a... I have a... We may have a first here on the Never Not Even Timey podcast. How far into the show are we? 
We're an hour and fifteen nine, minutes, man. We gotta we gotta wrap this up. An hour and fifteen. We gotta wrap, wrap this up. <laughs> we gotta wrap. You said an hour and fifteen? Yeah, one five. One five. Hour and fifteen. Uh, I thought you said an hour and fifteen. I was gonna say, dude, we can split this into a two parter and it'd be fucking amazing. But uh, an hour and fifteen, that's tough to split into a two parter. Let me get back to my report. Sorry. Tom, this letter from the FBI to uh i guess we'll call it government officials it's basically it's an inside document but they say basically all these people are demanding answers about kennedy's assassination we need to know what happened we need to let the public know what happened uh but since we're not going to do that here's what we will do we're gonna brand them with a, a name and when we call people this name everybody will criticize them and think that they're fucking insane for all these crazy things that they're saying you know there's shooters over here there's shooters over there there's guys in suits i saw a puff of smoke and they coined the term we're going to call these people conspiracy conspiracy theorists and that's where that term comes from that was the government trying to shut the fucking people up if you have an idea about what happened to kennedy you're a fucking conspiracy theorist and that's a negative thing we don't want conspiracy theorists out there running their mouths so they fucking made up a term and uh it's a derogatory term because that's what the government needed yep it's interesting I mean, why is marijuana illegal because nixon had it scheduled as a narcotic because oh, we the, had a whole episode on marijuana testing the vietnam war were smoking the weed they were the reefers. Uh, we we did a we did, went long form on weed like two weeks ago. Yeah, it's a pretty good episode. All right, well, uh, this I feel like this episode might have been good, but was definitely not on target the whole time. Well, no, that's, none of our shows are ever on target. Oh, that's fair. All right, we're on brand. It's good. Yeah, yeah, we're on brand. Never on target. Yeah, this is classic <laughs> number nine with Tommy podcast. We should have that should be your next shirt on brand, but never on target. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. Um, Erica said, "Let's see." She said, "Politicians are too busy pushing their own party's agendas that they can't come together with others for the good of the country." That's a fact. Uh, and but their party's army- agendas aren't actually written by their party; they're written by lobbyists yeah. from big businesses. They're yeah. given their agenda, right? And uh, Second Armor said, assault rifle. Nailed it. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking facts. Assault rifle is one of my favorite terms in American history. Yes. I especially like it when they say AR style assault rifle. Yeah. Or just the idea that, you know, a, a mass a mass shooting. Yeah. Right? It's- Two people got shot. Forget that there were four people there and it was a drug deal gone bad. Two people got shot in some mass shooting. Like, come on. There was a shooting in a church. Only one person shot anybody, but it was inside of a church, so it was at mass. So that's a mass shooting, too. <laughs> Fuck it. Mass shooting. Also a hate crime because it was at church. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a while where we're living in. But anyway. Although I will, I mean, I, I'll go on the record by saying the fact that. Uh, the woman that colors my wife's hair at the salon has more training than most gun carriers is, is actually kind of bothersome to me. I mean, the the woman that dyes my wife's hair has to go through however many hours of training and then take a test. Oh, right. Just to, (laughs) just to dye fucking hair. I thought you meant like coincidentally inconsequential to anybody except for the person getting their hair dyed. 
but you can just walk in and buy a gun. I think we actually that I specific don't necessarily statistic, love that. I think that uh, what are they, Tom Buticians? We had, we covered this um, that people who work in beauty salons actually have more training than police officers right. as a whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 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 down with this argument. You know what I mean? I, I I'm a Second Amendment follower. I have a concealed carry permit. I have a concealed carry weapon. Um, you know, I, we can go through the yeah. Fucking everybody should carry, but everybody should carry intelligently. We yeah, and we can go through the, like the the good and bad of carrying like on the appendix, on the lower back, and all the ways to draw fast and kill people with a you know a a wireless you know hole puncher. But uh, I also <laughs> fuck know, is a wireless hole. Oh, it's a gun. There it is. <laughs> um, but I also know I've been trained to use that fucking thing. Um, and I, I, I know very basic rules about safety with it and, and the efficacy of a firearm in self-defense. Um, but and he can efficacy effortlessly into a conversation. What yeah, the, the fuck? The asshole sitting next to me has not. He just happened to be American. And I don't necessarily love that. Well, again, wow, we made it through this whole episode without you offending our fucking partner. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but again, that's state by state, right? The state that you currently live in, Steve, you can walk in. I, I seen it. My parents live there. We walked into a gun store, yep. filled out a federal background check, and we walked out 20 minutes later with two firearms. Right. Not registered to any human. Right. So the laws down there are... And I was in shock, right? I was and like... fast and loose. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And then, you know, my mother's trying to like... Uh, like... Uh, advocate for that system yeah and i'm like what do you mean like that like you could literally sell that gun to your neighbor and all that they're gonna the only and there's no paperwork involved the only thing they're gonna have to go on is to go back to the gun store say who'd you sell this to they're gonna come to you and you're gonna say i sold to bobby joe and that's it you know what i mean like word of mouth yeah Yeah. it's fucking wild to me at least here selling a lawnmower yeah Yeah. it's like um, second armament said they are registered let's be clear they but they're not they are not registered in the state of Virginia. They, now, mine is because I'm a concealed carrier, right? So if I get pulled over by a cop, my for, my concern is always that that cop thinks I've got my weapon on me. Yeah, sure. Because I'm, right, I'm concealed carry. And I hardly ever carry my weapon unless I'm going into a couple of very particular neighborhoods. <laughs> everybody knows everybody else has a gun, so you're, you're, out, you're outmatched, right? Um, but... I'm always concerned that like any, like I forget to put a blinker on and that cop is coming ready to roll. Cause he knows when he pulls my license plate up in the computer, he might have his weapon on him. Right. Yeah. And um, my kids are in the car and I have no weapon on me. Yeah. It's uh luckily I've never been pulled over since I got my pistol permit. Um, but that's also a fear of mine that I get pulled over with my pistol sure. permit on me um, or with my pistol on me mainly because it hasn't happened to me yet, so I don't know how it's going to play out. Like, if if he's going to ask me if I have my firearm on me, if I do have it on me, what is, what's the protocol? Do I unload it and hand it to him so he feels safe? You know, all the, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If there's a cop walking up to your car, you do not want to hand your gun out the window. As there's, as just, <laughs> no. Don't stick your gun out the fucking window. Any cop on the streets ever feels safe, right? Like my friends that are cops will tell you that the scariest part of their night is just a routine traffic stop. Sure. Because yeah. I don't know what's going to happen when I walk up to the rolled down window of that car. 
Yeah. Um, That's terrifying, right? And all I was doing was pull him over because he was swerving a little bit. Right. And Dude, I, you you know, even, even in the best of intentions, I just thought maybe he's sleepy and me stopping him, it'll wake him up and he gets home safe. Yeah. But now I'm in a shootout five minutes later, right? Like the, the challenge of being a police officer is is daunting at best. And so I feel for these folks. I also like getting back to the government, right? We talk about defunding the police. Okay, but what are we doing with the funds? Because you're not going to lower my taxes. So now if we're going <laughs> to not buy MRAPs, right? Because I saw when they went after the kid that bombed the Boston Marathon, right? And the police showed up looking like the goddamn army yeah. in fucking Fallujah. Where'd they get that fucking money? This is a local police force. Why are they armed to the teeth like it's the goddamn military? For Naya. So it's 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 a little funky, right? When you can outgun the United States Army in the local police force. Yeah. But you're twenty five percent as trained. So if we're gonna defund the police, let's talk about where the tax money's going. And if it means half as many police, let's talk about twice as much training. Right. At let's least talk about de-escalation training right let's talk about sending mental health professionals out with cops on domestic disputes like let's actually use the money for something productive for our society not just making cops jobs harder because yeah. that's not the answer no no i i they got a hard enough fucking job oh as it God, is right i now. would not yeah. no there's no way you couldn't no. pay me enough to be a cop no no i, so I don't, don't think i'd make it yeah, a shift like hats off to our brothers in blue um but they need more training. They don't need more vehicles. They don't need more armor. They don't need more guns. They need more training. Much valid. They need more support. And the youth of America who are perpetrating violent crime need more support. Like if we're going to defund the police, then that money should go into boys and girls clubs and YMCAs and, and ways to get kids off the street and get tutoring and counseling. And not just off the street and tutoring and counseling. The, the kids of America right now need... <clears throat> excuse me, need contact with police. They need to have conversations and realize that they're just fucking human beings. Right. It's again, Lincoln with the, I, you know, I don't like you, so I need to talk to you more. Yeah. That, the the youth who hears these terrifying stories about police. Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna run it. <laughs> uh, they need to have like uh very common contact with police and police need to be in schools talking to kids. You mean not just be the cop that's standing there at the door going, don't come in here. Yeah, or the fucking dare officer who, you know, like, is just there to talk Let's about talk one about thing. joke that was dare. Thank you, uh, you know, uh, what's her, Nancy Reagan. Yeah. Right, say no to drugs. The first time I saw drugs was the dare officer bringing them to school to show us what they looked like. We actually covered that during the weed episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second armor said it's impossible to have a combo in this chat. That's a fact. Um, yeah, there's a delay. Real quick before we end the show, I want to tell you guys this story. I'm driving home Friday night from pool, right? I'm tired as fuck because Thursday night I was out at uh, Second Armament's shop doing shirts. Great night we had. Uh, you weren't there. Uh, I got home and then I was there Tuesday. Sorry. <laughs> I stayed up till uh, like two, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning watching this new show, Shoots, uh, Suits, that I've been watching. So I was super tired, and I see this headlight behind me, right? And the fucking thing is swerving all over the road, right? But my truck's pretty loud. I It has 
sound dampener so I don't hear anything out on the road inside the truck. So I pass a cop doing like 74 miles an hour. I always on the highway. I set my cruise at 74. Okay. Me too. We don't we go pass. 10 over. That's pull over speed. So I pass the cop. You mind, you're I'm fine a, if it's 10, you're mine. Now, mind you, it's almost one o'clock in the morning. So 74 might be pushing it for that late at night. You know what I mean? But I'm like, okay. Good happens after midnight. Yeah. The swerving uh, light behind my car is still there. It's following me, and I get over into the slow lane, and this thing passes me it's a motorcycle okay the guy is hanging off the bike full tilt shirt he has a button-up shirt on flapping in the weeds pretty sure he lost his boot because i ran over it (laughs) (laughs) and so i'm so now i slow down because i'm like this guy's gonna crash gonna die yeah and i'm gonna fucking run over him that's what's going to ha- Like, I'm not going to have enough reaction time. Dude, I white-knuckled it all the way. And this was at, like, exit 42, so by Litchfield. I white-knuckled it all the way to my exit. No idea what happened to... Huh? You're good. You're good. Uh, um, <laughs> all the way... I have no idea what happened to this guy. I can't believe the cop didn't pull out and pull him over. Maybe the cop was well, sleeping. So, first off, nobody wants to pull out. Second, uh, the <laughs> cop can't chase the motorcycle he can pull up and turn his lights on but if the motorcycle takes off the cop just leaves it uh there are laws against cops chasing bikes i now i couldn't tell you exactly what they are so don't quote me on that shit but I they, like that's rumor and speculation no they yeah. definitely have um rules against there's now i i want to say i just saw it the other day that somebody said cops also can't uh, if the car comes back stolen, they can turn the lights on. If that ca- stolen car takes off, they can't chase them either. I'm hmm. now maybe I that's not feelings, maybe right? that's not can't maybe that's yeah. like the department does not allow you to because we don't want to be in the next news article that's across the country. Well, how's the high speed ch- chase end? It never ends good. It's always carnage. Correct. That's why they don't yeah. engage in high speed chases. In the best. Of situation, it ends in only the criminal was harmed. Yeah. But even then, yeah. there's still another human that violence was enacted on. And you get like 20 years of OJ jokes. But in the in the worst of situation, it's the family that was pulling into town that right. was harmed by either the cop or the... Like, high-speed chases just... They don't go well. Yeah, it's dangerous as fuck. Yeah, there's going to be carnage. I just couldn't believe... Like, I've never seen anything like that. It was so lit. Like, and I just... um A, a gentleman that we played... <laughs> When he said his fucking boot fell off. <laughs> um, but a gentleman Did I just played pool with. Huh? Did you catch what boot brand it was? No, I ran over that shit. I saw it at the last second. I was like, holy fuck. But uh, that or a, squirrel? a guy I played pool with just passed away Thursday night in a motorcycle accident on the highway. Jeez. At like 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, they say it's not if you wreck your motorcycle. It's when you wreck your motorcycle. Yeah, man, I'm not a big... Uh, Erica wanted to get motorcycles, and I am uh, scared to death. Not so much of me, but the people around... Like, again, people are assholes, so... Um, you can't be defensive enough on a motorcycle. No, and I'd be scared... You know, or... Like, that. that's all I could think of, man. Is This kid's going to hit somebody, or he's just going to lose control of his bike and go... And I'm going to... The worst part would be if I witnessed it. You know what I mean? Or worst part is he's laying in the road and I don't see him. Because here's another thing. He didn't have a tail light on that bike. He only had a headlight. So the only thing I could tra- track him by was the headlight. Um, Erica said it was a car, though. 
No, it was a guy on a motorcycle. 130 oh. miles an hour. No, she said, I don't know about that. A guy was clocking 130 on Route 8 and followed and arrested the other day. My, I, I guess the question would be, how far was he followed? Like, did when the cops got behind him and turned their lights on, did he pull over? Or, he was a kid, too. You know, I, I mean, saw that article. He was a kid, and he was, like, 20 years old. Well, thank God he got pulled over and arrested, not killed. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Steve, thanks for being on the show. I think I made it through the whole show oh, yeah. by calling you Steve and not Steven, um, which kudos to me. We've got this is <laughs> we're pulling this motherfucker prepped his son. Okay, so full disclosure: Steve has a son named Stephen. My mother refuses to call Steve anything other than Stephen, and his son anything other than Stephen. So now you've got some confusion that's going to set in. So Steve preps Stephen. And is like, anytime grandma says Steven, you fucking answer. I said, I don't care if she's three feet away from me and looking at me eyeball to eyeball. If she says Steven, you say what? So, dude. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dad, got it. Now, my mother and brother just bought a house. So we're moving furniture. We're doing, we, we're painting. We're doing all this stuff. And she, the, people are scattered all over the fucking house. Every five minutes, she's like, Steven. And this fucking 13-year-old is attentive enough to be like, Yes, Grandma. Every fucking time we were fucking dying. At one point, Pat comes to me and he's like, "You might have broken her because <laughs> she, she was so confused. confused." I think Stephen is now going to the hardware store with her. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You might just need to back off. No shit. She looked. At, I was standing with Steve. She looked dead at Steve and said. Steven, do you want to run to the hardware store with me? And that little motherfucker said, yeah, Grandma, let's go. And we got in the car in the other room and shows up. And he's like, yeah, let's go. And then he went with her. Uh, it's a slow hit her. It's awesome. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks. This episode right now. You're fucked. Yeah. Um, thanks for taking time out of your vacation to hang out with us. Appreciate it. It was good meeting you um, in person, finally. Yep. And uh, yeah, me next the... time you're in Virginia. Oh, I'll I will, sir. I don't know if I'm going to ride a surfboard. I'm pretty fat. Yeah, there's so many swimmers going to leave the water. It's <laughs> like a fucking whale. It's very buoyant. You're fine. Real nice, Pat. Real nice. What was the something I said? Pat, you want water? They leave the water for a shark. That's they go whale watching. Yeah, it's valid. You want to get us out of here, Pat? Number Niners. I say good day. <laughs>